We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. I am your host, The Blevins, and joining me as always... It's Boob! What's up, buddy? <laughs> Hello, everyone! It is the co-host, Boopasaurus, talking exactly like the Blevins, coming at ya! It's funny, because I only do the weird, like, William Shatner pacing at the beginning, and I still don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> You've only been doing this for, what, probably a combined total of, like, thousands of episodes and podcasts worlds, you uh, know, across esports. Definitely hundreds. I don't thousands. think... Thousands. Is it? I, so... <laughs> Do you like how I'm telling you? No, thousands of episodes. <laughs> well, let's see. But... I probably did 40 or 50 Hearthstones, probably did another 20... No, it's... it. Oh, jeez. I don't think it's a thousand yet. I'm going to have to go back and do some math. We're absolutely getting there. And I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, (laughs) uh, I really, really appreciate it. I uh, had a really good week in TFT this week. I was happy about it. All right. Well, let's. uh, We'll get to that in a second, Boop, because uh, that is a segment that we have on the show. And we are going to. I'm just going to. We're just going to preface this. This is episode 25 of Little Legends Podcast, Mm -hmm. a TFT podcast. And we are in a very interesting week in TFT. We just had Legends of Runeterra come out from Riot, something that we've talked about in the past and what we will probably talk about in this episode. 
But there's a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of divided attention, I think, in the community. A lot of people are excited about Legends of Runeterra, myself included. Uh, and uh, I think on purpose from Riot side, didn't have a lot going on in TFT this week um, for obvious reasons. And um, for that, we don't have a ton of brand new news yet. But a couple things. This is a perfect, perfect little milestone. 25 episodes for us to do a little... Little little wacky something. We're gonna just we're just gonna roll with it. We're just gonna talk about TFT, the community philosophies around TFT. We're just gonna do it. We're gonna we're doing this live, and we're gonna get some some chat input, and we're just gonna kind of roll with it. So let us know what you think. If it's if you absolutely hate this episode, be nice about it, please. But let us know. Give us some feedback, and maybe we we'll just will never do this again. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm actually really excited because some of the stuff is going to be free form and some of our greatest discussions in episodes past have started off kind mm. of like this mm-hmm. when they were just tangents that come into is hyper rolling the way you're supposed to play, yes. you know, TFT, right? So yep. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, to be completely honest, yeah, I'm more of a go with the flow type of person. So let's go with that flow. Let's ride that wave, yes. Lev. We're, but we got we got to start with what we always start with. Yes, we do. Uh, we do have to start with that. And yeah, I'm also a go with the flow type of person. But no matter what the flow is, we are still Prediction Esports Podcast. P-R-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. Make sure you follow us there on their channel on Spotify and iTunes. <clears throat> it was funny. We were playing. I was well, we were both playing League uh League Proper, or I guess AERF, with uh our close friend Mushu Beef from Broadcast GG. And uh <laughs> formerly of Broadcast GG. Okay, well I you're going to have to fill me in on this because I don't know this, but we can do, we don't need to do this on the show. Uh, I, now my mind's going to be blown. Um, okay. I need, I need to just take that part out. Why would you tell me that now live on the I show? I don't know how to process a Twitter post I, and everything. Do you not ask your question? Oh not, my God. Okay. Do you not ask your friends questions. Okay. I'm not getting, I'm not getting into this. Just keep now. going. Keep okay. going. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Keep going. The reason I was bringing it up is because, uh, something happened in the game. Like, I don't remember what it was. he like saved me or something in game. And I made a joke like, Oh, now, now you are the host of uh little legends podcast. And he rattled off. He was like, Hey guys, it's Mushu beef here. Welcome to little legends podcast. We're a prediction. Esports podcast. P R double E D. I'm like, I was blown away. I'm like, you, he actually listens. And I saw him. I actually sound like an idiot. Um, but you know what? I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm not going to stop. And that right there, that little like interaction sold it for me more than anything else. So, um, yeah. By the way, yeah, you know, and I, w- I would love uh, if you guys have impressions of us, if you guys just want to rib us, go feel free. Yeah, you, you know, know what? Talk as much crap as you want about us on the Discord channel, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. It is the place to be. It is popping. We got all sorts of discussions. Um, we have 404 file not found in the chat right now saying best patch yet, 100%. And I have not heard a lot of people arguing with that point. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um one thing wanted to uh let you guys know of course is that we do uh we are still doing game nights every Friday uh twitch.tv/giantslayertv collabing with them to do game nights. Uh you can go there to watch the game nights and if you want to play in the game nights head over again discordme podcast. We're getting new people every week and it's been a lot of fun 
Mm-hmm. Um, people are messaging us all throughout the week. Hey, how do we play? How do we play? Just join the Discord. Tag us. Send a message in the game night chat. We will get you in. If it's not the game we're playing right now, we'll get you in next. I'm trying to rotate people in who haven't played, so you're not sitting out forever. If we get a ton of people, we'll run multiple lobbies. Boop will run a lobby. I'll run a lobby. We'll run a lobby. And once we get spectate mode, we'll cast games. And it'll be it'll just be a grand old time, even more so than it is now. Yeah. I like watching sometimes more than I like playing. I like casting and, you know, ripping yeah. you guys. Um, it is fun. Lev's still not scouting. <laughs> not scouting. Um, still boomer apm yes some things never change uh but yeah please join us it's really really fun uh and if you're if you're kind of scared to go into a group of new people just remember that we all we all were new at some point and this is such an awesome community just in general not just ours ours is pretty awesome but i found that the tft community um at large are always welcoming people with open arms we want it to grow and so please please come and play around with us because a lot of the memes you hear out of context on the podcast the context is yeah, the con and hail gluten, right? The context is a part of those game nights. And we have giveaways. We have a, a lot of other ways to interact with you guys. And yep. we're gonna be doing a giveaway with uh the new league art book here soon. Ooh. So definitely uh, look at that. Uh, I don't know, it might be a podcast Twitter, it might be a game night thing. Uh, I still haven't That's quite decided, you, but that is all of that you. is just us saying, please come join us. We want to meet everyone in this community. Yes. We want to meet all of our supporters. Uh, and that's the easiest way to to do it. So uh, please, please, it's, it is an open invite. Yes. And just remember, if you're ever feeling down about how you're playing, or if you don't think you're good enough, just remember, I am going to be in every lobby. So there is a really great chance that you're not going to get hey, last. Don't, no, no, don't sell yourself short because you're a challenger game night player. You know, no, that. no, no. Jimmy the shovel is the challenger game <laughs> night player. That is, true. I am that is merely true. a, uh, although according to Frodan from last week, I am a future challenger player. So just putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> All right, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> How was your week in TFT? Oh, uh, my week has been, uh, Good, but slow. I have not played a ton of... I have not actually physically played a ton of games. I did get back to Plat 1, though, which is good. But it's been on the slow grind. Like, I'll play a couple games. I'll get, like, a fourth, a fourth, a fourth. And then I think I got a third or something to get back in. Um, It feels really good. I mean, I am... uh, You know, I I like to channel my inner Bemi and play lights Mm. a lot. Um... Berserkers are still good. Inferno. Inferno Shadow. Like that whole like world oh, Inferno is Inferno Shadow's it's, been fun. It's it's really good. It gives you so many different options to go in. Cause it's like, do you do the Rangers package? Do you do like you can go Rangers with Twitch and not Inferno? You can go six Shadow. You can go six Inferno. You, there's so much stuff you can do. And to do go, you want to hear a crazy statistic? I absolutely do. 99.2% of people who complete the poison ranger build make it to the top four 99.2 percent of people who are using blitz that the app yeah. right who are able to get poison rangers going a small make top four 99 percent of and the what, time so is that three poison four ranger yep uh, so it's like uh twitch mundo kindred varus ash amumu singed Tarek. and i'm missing and, yeah and Tarek. so you got oh, wardens okay. you got yeah you i got believe Crystal. that actually <laughs> yeah 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 so like that that's a 99 and the next wow. kind of like three highest win rates are yeah. all versions of that cop yeah. so uh 
That's what I've been practicing. Yeah. And guess what? What's I'm a it? part of the 0.9% Lev. <laughs> I got sixth place running that comp for the first time. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's get it. The only time in the last week I've actually gotten outside of the top four was with that comp. So wow. um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, um, shout out to Blitz. Uh, it, you don't really need it as much anymore because of the UI changes mm-hmm. in the game. But And it's a little it's a little beefy when you're in game I, because like it's like a big corner and you have to like expand. It takes up a lot of screen space but yeah. there's a lot of really good info and statistics out there so if you're mm-hmm. like statistically minded um because there's not a lot of that that's just out there mm-hmm. um to go in there just kind of see what's working and what's not and what's those tier one comps because you know me i've been playing rangers forever mm-hmm. i was playing and that's why i lost so much lp in set one <laughs> uh near the tail end so yeah. uh i'm excited that they're the, they're back they're strong that that ezreal buff uh, also kind of mattered i've been getting one shot by ezreal's but oh really one shot him right back that's awesome yeah i i have loved rangers a lot as well um in the past and actually when set two or no sorry not when set two first came out when senna and lucian first came out i was all aboard the four rangers senna build that would just mm-hmm. like uh pop the pop the senna and just hit the whole back line and you just like get the senna buff on all of your rangers it was just super strong um it it's really i almost it's it's hard to say right because i think there's um maybe this will kind of be maybe this will be our first sort of deep dive into a discussion here that can't uh, this kind of reminded me of this meta has made me think of a lot is a lot of people right now are saying this is one of the best metas that's been out there there's a ton of stuff to play there isn't really like the boogeyman right now there's no Siverin friends that we know of um or you know uh blade master azir blender void assassin like there isn't that bad guy that is like oh well we can just force this every time and and win it's like well you can run six mages you can run vigar mages you can run uh uh berserkers rangers inferno lights like that's just off the top of my head right now and all of those comps can get like at least a top four if not a top one depending on on the build and I think a lot of I think that feeling is a really good thing. On the other hand, does a game like TFT, because like if that's the case, let's say that this is the perfect meta right now. There's whatever number eight different comps you can play, and they can all possibly win. And you playing them optimally and building optimally and deciding what to go is the optimal. Let's say this is the perfect meta. Does a game can a game like TFT survive like a almost like traditional chess where like chess meta never changes, right? You're just playing this. If this is the pinnacle of TFT, does it only get air quotes here worse if we add more stuff to it or change things or well, I think change the I set? Think that's a really common kind of worry when it comes to game design and game philosophy, right? Yeah. So um, the the number one thing that we kind of have to consider right is we don't know what perfect tft is right we talked to right. more he doesn't i don't think they know no one knows what like what perfect tft is right mm-hmm. and while we're very happy with this patch and while we haven't found that kind of 
you know, outlier team comp mm -hmm. just yet. And it feels really balanced. Even in chess, there's a strategy that's just like, don't do a strategy, right? right? Like mm -hmm. just blow everything up because then that's been unstudied land. Right. Sure. And I think some, this is the perfect time and opportunity to start doing that with some of the comps mm. uh, in in TFT because you don't get a 99.1 or 99.2 top four without that being a little bit of an outlier, right. right? And you know Twitch is getting stronger and stronger, and a lot of our a lot of our champions have gotten buffed over the mm -hmm. last couple of weeks too, and I think that's another big reason why this feels so good, yeah. right? It's always nice to feel your favorites get stronger rather than get neutered and get weaker. Mm -hmm. Um, blade master uh players you're still finding success right yes. and so it's not like you were completely gutted right it's just things seem very even and even level uh right now uh but with a game like tft i think they're gonna and you know hearthstone and other card games that can feel a little bit stale uh i think we should just kind of live in this for a second right we don't right. know when this is going to happen again yep. right and to think like oh where do we go from here this is it right i think takes the credit away from some of the innovators on that mm -hmm. game design team mm -hmm. right because they seem stoked about the next set i don't know if you've if, if, if you felt that yeah um but, but i feel for some reason them super excited i mean the the, the theme is space and pulse fire and odyssey mm -hmm. right and so um i'm really excited about that but to get back on your question it's like you know who 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 is it you can say that this is peak tft Right. And I feel like we've said this uh, a couple times already about set two and partially about set one uh, mm -hmm. during some of the metas, but things have shifted. So the, the question is, is like, when they do touch the numbers again, right? Now would kind of be like the best time to switch sets, right? Like, kind of like right. leave this patch in. Everyone seems to be really happy. Yeah. Uh, or just kind of like move something else, right? Because some things still haven't gotten the chance to be that void assassins or right. you, you know what i mean and so mm -hmm. how are they going to balance it are they going to balance it for interactivity uh or are right. they going to balance it for fun fun and interactive is always a game design philosophy that everyone should have um with the rng with elements it's like oh certain maps will have better you know cloud maps have always been better for yasuo mm -hmm. and kiana right um for me, I think it's kind of like with games like Overwatch, per map should have its own kind of lobby and meta. Yeah. And that's kind of like where I want to go. This is all changing for set three, but for set two specifically, I think we are really close to peak TFT right now. And if you're trying to get into TFT, now would probably be another really great time mm -hmm. uh, versus getting in at the beginning of the set. But this is me kind of like long and, you know, loquaciously uh, speaking <laughs> about the fact of saying, you know what? I don't think it matters. I don't think like what your like your your question really is going to affect TFT in the end because I think that people I think it was a saying, dumb question and you should feel dumb for asking it is what I mean. No, 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 it wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't because I think this kind of goes goes along to like that hyper rolling discussion mm -hmm. is when you're describing TFT to somebody, right? how are you going to get them to like the game, right? Because there's right. nothing worse than being like, I loved The Witcher, you got to watch it. And then you're sitting with them while they watch The Witcher. You're not even watching the show anymore. You're just watching them react right. to the show yeah. the whole time, right? Like, how are we going to sell and in increase this community mm -hmm. uh, a little bit better? And I think the best way to do it is to say, you know what, there is no right way to play. The mm -hmm. fact that there is so many different options for another group of game developers might say that, you know, maybe there needs to be, you know, a hierarchy of comps. That's what clean gameplay is, right? Because if everything can kind of work, what what are we really testing in terms of skill? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really good 
Lu- Lu- what was the word you used? Loquacious. <laughs> yeah, the long and loquacious. Loquacious. Uh, and yeah, I I think. I mean, there's there's always that pull in modern sort of gaming and society of do we take some? I mean, the most recent example I can think of is a game like Smash Brothers Melee, which came out what fifteen years ago, two thousand. Five, I don't even know. It was before 2005, 2003, or something like that. Uh, it was probably before 2001. I don't, whatever it came out, it came out a long time ago. Um, and it was on the GameCube, so no patches, um, for at least Melee proper. Um, and you know, as recently as last weekend, there was a super major tournament with you know, tens of thousands of people watching, thousands of fans, people going crazy. And like the meta is still as weird as it sounds, the meta itself in melee changes twenty or fifteen or twenty years after the game came out. Like you can you look back at some of the old pro videos, and it looks like a baby is playing compared to what someone <laughs> like Mango or Leffen or Zane is doing now. You look at like Ken. Ken is like one of actually Ken. Uh, I don't remember if we mentioned it in the if if um, if Frodan mentioned it in the pre-show if it was on the episode or not. But Ken Ken uh, is one of the like OG Smash Bros. Melee players who was on Survivor. That's why we, why Frodan mentioned it because he's his friend. Uh, like you look at some of his old videos, and yes, he's going to be way better than most of us. But like if you put Ken up against Zane, who just won um, Genesis seven and is mm-hmm. one of the best players. And I mean, depending on the rankings is one of the top players of melee in the world who also plays the same character, Marth. I don't think that it's going to be close. Like even if you put, if you take Ken at, at his prime versus Zane now, I, I don't think it's, they're playing the same game. It's kind of like, you know, baseball or um, any of these other traditional sports, it's like the game, well, the game rules do kind of change sometimes, but at a high level, the game doesn't change, right? You're still playing nine innings. You're a, a pitcher, a batter, and, um, you know, yeah, the bumpers are still there. Everything is still there. Um, but the game changes, right? Pitchers in the sixties weren't throwing 90 miles an hour, but they are now, or if they were, there was very few of them. You know, yeah, you've got your knuckleball specialists, right? Right, you've got crazy stuff that happens, and I'm just one, and 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 so you've got that, and like figuring out a game system that is or a base game that is so good or fundamentally balanced in a way, and having something that's great that people will play for years, versus, well, this is fun now, but like, when's the new set coming out? And that's well. I think, I think the greater discussion is really like, how did we get here, right? How did we mm-hmm. get to the point of being able to compare other patches and seeing what other patches have done to come here at this moment and say those things, right? right. To say, all right, this patch is undoubtedly one of the freshest feeling and they didn't even change that much compared to some other patches right but where did we come from to get to this patch specifically for people like 404 to say best patch yet 100 Mm percent, right or for us to come up and say you know i haven't really heard many people saying otherwise right right? how did how did we get here what choices did you know mort and the team make Mm -hmm. to 
to bring us to the point of, all right, this patch feels good. Why? I, I think instead of like discussing what makes you know tf like how to play tft in this current patch i think a little bit more entertaining to kind of think about and dive deep into is why this patch right is so why does it feel so good mm. right because in terms of changes in terms of number of changes in terms of what they changed it didn't you know outside of some bigger number changes to characters like ezreal right it mm. wasn't a ton in terms of numbers but right. In response to everything that preceded it, it really brought everything back kind of towards the middle, right? It really, really felt like in terms of some team comps, right? Mm -hmm. You're either, either dog shit or they were really good. Right. I have a theory. Right. This time around, though, it's like everything's getting to get towards the middle and through popularity, either by how fun they are mm -hmm. or by how good they are, we'll definitely see some separation because things don't stay in the middle. Gamers don't like to stay in the middle, right? We, we're mid-maxers. We need to put things, you know, in a hierarchical order. Right. And I think what this patch has allowed us to do, and this is the best part about it, is kind of figure out what that hierarchy is again, mm -hmm. right? Because when you're talking about crystal rangers, right, that's not a kind poison. It's not a combination of words that we've been saying for that long, right? But because right. of whatever happened in the previous patches coming into this one, it has allowed that team comp to find consistency on ladder mm -hmm. up to 99 percentile, right? So. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think has kind of brought us here to this point? What was kind of the issue that might have been, pl been plaguing other patches? This is for chat too, that might have been plaguing other patches mm -hmm. that we're not quite seeing in this one. I have a theory. And it starts with uh, it starts with the breadth of different comps that are playable. Um, like we mentioned, there's probably a half a dozen at least A plus tier a or above tier comps that you can play to get a top four relatively consistently. If you play them, if you build, if you itemize them correctly, if you build them, all the, all the fundamentals, right? We're assuming you're playing the fundamentals here. You're not, you know, putting a, a, a spear of Shojin on an Olaf or anything like that. Shout out to Eric Thomas, by the way, or Morello's uh, on a Malkai or Morello's on a Malkai. Shout outs to you, boop, uh, at game night. Uh, <laughs> these are the types of things you can see at game night. Head over to discord.me social lens podcast to join the game night on Fridays. Uh, Got to get that plug in there. Um, I think one of the things that I mentioned before, there's no boogeyman right now. Now we have not played 10 million games. There's also, maybe this is a different conversation or a sub-conversation, there's not a high-level, competitive um, incentive to be the absolute best right now. Um, mm. There's, I mean, you see this in, in well, you, you, here's the thing, here's, okay, I'll go into the, I'll go into the sub, the, the <laughs> we're going to branch, we're going to branch off into the sub-conversation here. Uh, for competitive with something like magic, the gathering, which again, we've talked about TFT feels a lot like a, a card game in a lot of ways. There is always, or at least for the past 20 something years, there has been a competitive scene that incentivizes you to win, whether it's just the pro tour or grand prix or anything like that. There's always been a competitive scene that will, if you are the best player in the world, if you build the best decks, if you play the best, you're going to be rewarded literally financially with that, you know, winning tournaments, going to the pro tour, winning money, all that stuff. If you can crack the code, if you can be the best player in the world, your reward is literally tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. 
That doesn't exist right now for TFT. Right now, if, if you're the best player in the world or the best player in your server, which we've seen those players, you know, Soju, Milk, any of those top players, they've been trading places. What you get is a thumbs up and maybe a tweet from Mortdog every once in a while. And like, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that that's a, I mean, it's just different, right? It, 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 there is no, you know, there is no reason inherently besides like I get my screenshot that I was number one on NA. Uh, there's no reason to be number one, right? Or to win consistently or to optimize the best strategy. So I, I'm not saying that these players like Milk and Soju are bad or that they're not doing the best strategies. They very well may be. But there's not that sort of um, even if some of the players are that next level down, if you look at top five players, maybe they're all the most competitive people in the world. All they want to do is be number one. They're trying their hardest. Okay, the next five down, maybe they're also doing that. The next five down, maybe they're doing that. But like the next 75 down, maybe they're just really good at the game and they don't really care that much. Maybe they're trying and they just kind of peek out. And then what about the next thousand down? Are they trying to find the most optimal strategies and try to be the absolute best. Maybe they are, but there's no like, Hey, if you, if you jump up 300 spots on the ladder, you're going to get a 300. You're going to get invited to this tournament qualifier where you could win a hundred thousand dollars. All of a sudden, if something like that happens, everything, I think that we see TFT shift dramatically, at least in the long run, um, almost completely from what we've seen. Because right now, there's just not that push to be that much better. You can, uh, like, you, at, at a certain point, if you're number one, or if you're top five, or if you're top ten, if you're at a place where you're complacent, you're not going to be pushed, right? There's not someone that is trying to to push you out of that spot for any particular reason. If Soju dropped down to top 100, yeah, people would troll him on his chat, but it doesn't matter, right? So I think that part of that, keeps um it it not stifles innovation but it doesn't um it doesn't breed it like for pro tours for magic for instance people keep their strategies and their deck lists and their testing very very insulated because and you almost always at least with the old and i'm talking about let's just i'm just going to use the example of what it was for like the past 15 years not necessarily the new mtga uh era for for the magic people who are listening i'm talking about traditional old pro tours not necessarily mythic championships it's a little bit different you know you have these teams that are testing for the pro tour they usually bring in a lot of people who aren't qualified and they're literally like in a house testing these decks and like before that there's maybe some op- there's like usually like one or two open tournaments and they happen right when a new set is coming out so there has not been like these weeks of testing and innovating new decks. It's like usually like one or two, maybe weeks before there's some constructed events where people are, you know, people are going and they, they're trying to win. But then the pro tour happens and there's usually like two to three like decks out of nowhere where like the top teams, like the channel fireball teams, the the Pantheon teams, like if you're a magic 
person, you know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm going inside baseball here with Magic the Gathering. Sorry, folks. But like these, they, these teams come out of nowhere and they're like, "Holy crap!" I didn't even realize that that interaction. Like, I didn't even. I didn't even get that that would happen. I didn't even think about that. Or like, I didn't even like. This is way more powerful than I expected. That's happened so many times. And there's so there's there's just that much more incentive to win a pro tour because you win a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. And it, like that being there. Now, again, Magic and TFT are very different, but that sort of level being there incentivizes people to push it to that maximum. Like you said, Boob, I agree 100%. Gamers are min-maxers, but we don't even know what the max is yet because there's no reason for us to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, so, I've ran out of breath. So, that, that's, there's so my, my counterpoint. Okay. All right, all right. So I liked, one, I agree with a lot of what you said, right? But I think the greater philosophical question is, just because you can make a game competitive, is it worth the business dealings to do it that way? Right? Not necessarily. Nintendo, Nintendo has made a killing on family competitiveness, right? Hey, mm-hmm. you're going to compete with the people in your room, right? You're going to play Mario Party together. You're going to play Mario Kart, right? They've made millions upon millions of dollars shunning esports pretty much, right? Yes. Like we could talk about Melee uh, and oh, what yeah. Nintendo has done. Literally anti-esports. Yeah, Not even exactly. as apathetic anti, yeah. And so why would a company decide to move away? Why would a publisher, more so, uh, decide to move away from potentially a greater market opportunity, right? What is um, Nintendo thinking in, in, in that sense? Well, their money isn't made in esports. Right. Their money mm-hmm. is made in selling their titles and selling IPs, mm-hmm. right? Getting Mario licensed in this thing in Japan or in this thing in you know Chicago. They right. have to pay that licensing fee, right? Mm-hmm. That's where they're making that money. What is TFT like in in in, in terms of the esports ecosystem, right? The people who want there to be a tournament, right, are still only one to two percent of those players if that right um and in terms of hey if you are over this certain ranking right then the whole thing is just like all right where do you stop where is that line right right? are we going to have a tournament of two thousand people all of a sudden right uh because we have incentivized everybody Mm -hmm. and then the line just becomes top 10 on ladder or the line becomes you know top 100 Mm -hmm. or you know this this and this uh and then well if we're gonna do it for tft what are we gonna do for you know these other things and blah 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 in terms of incentivization it's different for a lot of games right in tft you're very incentivized to stream this game right Mm -hmm. it's a really easy game to watch it's and that's how most of these people have gotten known in terms of this community would be as a streamer right yes you you could go into fandom legends but even those tournaments aren't super well known to like the hyper casual players of tft right right? so in terms of incentivization prize money is not necessarily the only thing that you can do what i really agree with you though is the fact that there isn't any incentivization in general (laughs) right now Right. right what that looks like can totally be all right if you're ranked in the top 100 you're all invited to the LA studios, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, for Riot Entertainment. We're going to do a 50K um, TFT tourney the three days before Worlds. Yep. Or something. And Boob and Blevins are casting. Yes. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like it. I like um, it. 
But also at the same time, you're running a Legends of Runeterra tournament. You you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. because TFT also was so reactive in terms of its popularity, right? right? Mortog said it himself that the the popularity astounded them, yes. right? It doubled their doubled mark, right? And it's all going to be reactionary from here on out. So all of these plans, everything that they do, is new or in terms of the business world is on the early end of planning which is mm -hmm. unfortunate right so that's why we've had to wait for so long and i think that's a big reason why more in the team has been so open about all right this is what we're working on we want you to know that you know we're really working on this mm -hmm. and that's great but there's going to be a certain point where you know k3 and even the professor <laughs> um have to have incentive outside of just i love this game in right. order to play because why not just move to lor which is going to have more esports probably right they right. probably already expected it to or why not move over to the next greatest thing mm -hmm. right because you're not right. getting anything out of tft uh outside of just play you can't even play with your friends really and right. so yeah um there's no spectator mode it's gonna everything needs to be decided after it comes out on mobile but really the core of what we're both talking about i don't care what it is if it is a tournament if it is kind of just you know a special in-game thing that yeah. incentivization does go a long way and i don't think gamers necessarily need a ton of incentivization right. but they need a little bit of it mm -hmm. and the wonderful development team ha i think has been doing exactly what they need to do in terms of you know sticking with the game oh we have plans we have plans once we see these plans become reality then we can kind of really decide all right what's going on here right i would love tft esports casting tft would mm -hmm. be a dream come true right um but very fun in the you know gaming economy in the in the ecosystem is that where tft lives right and if you ask anyone if like we've asked oh we've asked froden we've asked you know a bunch of other people the answer is i don't know from right. a lot of them we need mm -hmm. someone to kind of say yes and then do that vision. right because right now yeah. we're doing nothing and that's that's like my biggest gripe with a lot of this stuff is just like all right let's get let's get let's get stuff going fandom legends is awesome but these are all kind of spun up through independent people that mm -hmm. want the community to grow right why be number one like you said what is what is the point other than bragging rights right. for for a game like league of legends or overwatch you have the opportunity to potentially be scouted by teams and you know there's a there's a path of pro allegedly in overwatch and yikers um, uh and in, <laughs> in, in in tft there's really none of that so they have to create it so yeah part of it is our community saying all right these are some ideas and being okay with some of those ideas being rejected because you know what that's just an idea in practice. It might not be as good kind of like Doa's and, and, you know, death blows, you know, Oh, maybe we should bounce this way or should be set one yeah. and a half. Right. Like mm -hmm. sounds good when you first think about it, but when you kind of go deep into it, right. It would be great. Uh, or it wouldn't be as good. And in a game like this, it's hard to not feel like the redheaded stepchild, right. Where we see the wonder of league of legends coming out. We see the opening ceremony with augmented reality. Mm -hmm. And then we see TFT and we're like, okay, cool. No, yeah right yeah um uh, and th i think that also kind of adds to that feeling of oh we need something give us something and they're going to give us mobile first um but after that we'll we shall see everything that we're discussing i guarantee they've talked about it's mm -hmm. all about now when is now is the time to pull the trigger tft is going to enter a kind of six month period once mobile comes out yes. where we'll know all of these answers probably within that six month uh right period based off of how the devs and how the marketing and the esports teams all kind of decide how to do this mm -hmm. um but 
you're right. In the end, incentivization needs to be a big part of any competitive community. And in order to maintain that community, how are you going to keep people within that world? Because even mm. with, you know, even with some of the streamers, you know, with Toast or Scara, there's nothing keeping them from just playing Battlegrounds. Right. Right. If they if they like it a little bit more. Uh, yeah. There's because why not? So right. uh, how do we keep people playing TFT? I'm open. I don't have any ideas, but I like playing devil's advocate and telling you why things are bad. But also, you know, really explaining, hey, it's really up to us, too. If we have ideas, like, please share them, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm sure they're going to be looking for free work. Boy, do we love doing free work. And in terms of like these discussions, right? Have them with your friends, have them with us, because it, it helps everyone in the end, because what do you want? Right. We have, you know, professor in the chat right now that's like, oh, we would love an annual TFT tournament. But would someone like Hafu, you know, agree with with that sentiment? That's that's kind of like where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, with that in terms of that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, the answer to that question is certainly nuanced and there's a lot of different possibilities there. Um, the one that jumps out to me is the kind of like clash for League of Legends where it's just like in game tournament. They do it. I don't know how often they, I, I know almost nothing about clash once a quarter, once a year, twice a year. I don't know. Um, in game thing you play at certain times or whatever. And qual. I don't, I, I don't know. What do you even get from clash? Do you get like, what is the, Oh, you, you get win like, everything. Uh, you get an orb. So you could get like a skin maybe. And then you, if you, yeah, and so you then, just get in game stuff. That's cool. And then you get like, yeah, it's just in game stuff. And you get like a little trophy that shows up on the oh, rift. If, okay. If, if you've won a trophy. That's pretty sweet. Like I have in clash. Nice. So you get you get exclusive in-game stuff. That I mean, that's cool. I I think that's really cool. I think that would push people. And then if they had like a yearly one where you got like I don't know, they did something where you went to like you said maybe a tournament before Worlds or after or during or middle. I don't know, All Star Weekend or something like that. That would be really cool. Um, but this is not the episode of where we figure out what the answers to that question are well and we, we all have to kind of like realize too that overwatch league didn't start that, at that scale right the right. overwatch league is there because of a company called carbon entertainment and you know yeah. and then a lot of tier two overwatch has been supplied because companies like dgg and elo hell and this is all overwatch uh put on tournaments that mm -hmm. allowed tier two and tier three players uh time on screen to get better yeah. right we don't quite have that with uh tft we have uh deep erickson doing his stuff uh with his cities uh yep. with the tft but in general the tournament scene is still trying to figure itself out too mm -hmm. right and until all of that kind of comes together and riot feels comfortable with where tft esports is headed that's when we'll probably see a, a trigger get pulled but mm -hmm. really like we also have to understand that a lot of some of these other big name esports all started with things like game nights for giant slayer right right and those people happen to be the only people who all of a sudden knew how to produce tft events right. and then all of a sudden those people are the ones producing them for riot right and so uh you know with carbon entertainment before overwatch league almost every single one of those observers ended up working for blizzard right after mm -hmm. right uh after they took back contenders and so i think there needs to be some community stuff too where we're all kind of deciding all right are we going to stream are we going to do this like what is it 
do you if you right. can't stream on your own do you want to participate right we need to come up with those ground rules um in order to like really figure out where this is going because right now there is no answer so we're kind of just like grasping at straws oh this could work oh this could work right. entertainment versus competition mm -hmm. right but no one is <laughs> but no one actually knows the answer so that's where i think we need a little bit of guidance from riot yeah i think uh i, I think you hit the nail on the head um from the riot side i think I barely even remember the point I was trying to make, but because <laughs> we've gone, we're like we're now on like three levels of inception away from what we were talking about originally, which is great, and what this episode is kind of going to be uh, around. I think one of the points I was making is that we need, and maybe needs not the right way. Okay, we need that sort of incentivization if. What we want to see is the top level of competitive uh, teamfight tactics play on a micro level. Like if we want to know what the optimal strategy is for any given patch, we need to push people or incentivize people to figure that out and master that, right? Um, and uh, yes, we were talking about why this meta. We we're talking about why this meta is so good. <laughs> <laughs> we, and we, then you went the competitive uh, side i went but, a completely different way but that's fine right yeah. because these are i want i want people who are listening to this to have discussions like this with their tft yes friends, right go ahead and be an armchair ceo for a second yes right because the community is uh all about it and so let's 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 talk about how we make this community the best and that's all you were doing blev yep. but now let's get back to the original point okay why the set is why so is good because I, I actually do right? have a theory why is um, this patch so good? Yeah, why is because this patch so good? You would think that, you know, if there was an argument for, all right, there's a lot of things that are good that could just be like, well, it doesn't that make this hyper RNG dependent, right? Is that good gameplay? No. Or was it already yeah. hyper RNG dependent? You know, blah, blah, blah. There's arguments for everything. I think, I think at the lowest level of why this is fun for me as a player and why I think this is a great meta is that you can start the game with almost any item and feel just about as good as any other item. Now, there's certain items that are going to be better. Obviously, you want your spats and your swords right now. Defend the edge is very strong, but you can start if you get if you if you're after your first PVE rounds, you've got um, you know, you've got uh, uh AP items or you've got a you know, you've got items for a Zephyr or you've got a static shiv or something like that. You can make that work. There is a comp that is a top fourable comp that can run those items, right? You can use, I mean, you can even use like Ionic Spark and stuff like almost every single item that I can think of with the exception of maybe Titanic Hydra and... Iceborne Gauntlets, I mean, Iceborne Gauntlets, I'm still, the jury's still out on those. So I think you can abuse those. But pretty much every item right now is at least, like, playable and decent. And if you, you know, remember the times when, like, Void Assassins was good and, like, spell damage is really bad? And you get these, you get, like, I mean, yes, if you get a bunch of rods, like, you can make, like, even, even when, like, Death Cap was bad at times, it's like... Man, you get these items and it just feels awful. My theory is that because there's so many different comps that do different things, it's not like, oh, well, we just make the best Infinity Edge comp and that's what we do. It's like, you can go Infinity Edge, 
Like you've got on one hand, you've got the like Rangers comp, which wants damage and attack speed and infinity edges. And then you've got Infernos, which there's a little bit of crossover between those two, which is funny. Um, but like you've got like Inferno mages or ocean mages is the other end. Both of those comps can win and they both have drastically different items. And there's a lot of things in between those two that are also good and can use like the full spectrum of items. One of the worst feelings in this game is, uh, you know, just being at a point where you get where you're just like, well, I just got these terrible items. It doesn't matter what I build. I'm going to lose. I just got six chain vests. What right. am I going to do with these? And um, I think you no. can play that right now. And, and I think that's another reason why this is so refreshing is every lobby too has variety, right? Yes. At the end of set one, it was the same couple comps oh every single time in the top yes. four, right? Yep. It was, you know, Jinx Brawler. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then this time around, because of the lobby or even just the element that's on the board, yeah. oh, Infernal Shadow might be better or right. Cloud Assassin or, mm -hmm. you know, Ranger Poison mm -hmm. or, or something. Even if you have like Poison Predators, which is not a, according to Blitz, tier one build right, right now, right? You're still, you could still top four on that. No problem. If you got your looted theoretically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause, cause the lobby might push it out that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me is one of the biggest reasons why this feels mm -hmm. so good is I'm not seeing, I'm seeing comps. So uh, potentially six different comps in a lobby now. Yes. Right. And I'm really seeing how they interact with each other. And yes, the fat will separate. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of what we're seeing right now, it's been really fun because I enter every single lobby thinking that I can win that lobby. Right. Yep. Because if I know my macro stuff really well, oh, these items are best on these yes. people. If I'm going yes. Rangers, then I need a Giant Slayer and maybe a Hurricane or a Static Ship, right? Mm -hmm. On my Ash. Um, you're going to place higher. Right. And mm -hmm. now it's been, I think, even harder to play well because you're presented with your first couple packs and you're like, all right, where am I going to go? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yep. it's all about knowing like the basics of TFT. And I think if you really know those, you're going to find much more success in a patch like mm -hmm. this than a patch like, okay, we need to get this comp, right? Or we need yes. to high roll right now, or we need to do any of these things. Like right now, I think really tests the basics of TFT. It really tests your just inherent knowledge of the macro game and how mm -hmm. what is on your bench and board is going to interact with everything else, right? And that you're going to lose against this comp. But Good, good, good luck to you because right now they're in seventh, and you know they're right. weak against every other you know comp on, in this lobby, right? That is peak TFT, and I think that's what we've been searching for, and I think mm -hmm. we're really close to having like lo lobby dependent metas, yes. which is exactly what we in, in a perfect world what it's going to be. We'll see how long this lasts. Right. I don't think it's going to last forever. No, maybe even for the next couple of days as, as people really find out because uh, numbers don't lie, right? There is going to be a comp in terms of numbers that's going to be more successful than the mm -hmm. others. Uh, but well, I think the mid tier kind of like reaching comps and like those, you know, everything from tier two and a half to one and a half can still win your lobby depending on how good your macro game is. Yeah. And, and the the other thing that doesn't it isn't captured by the which comp won the game at the end uh, on Blitz is like, well, what was that person playing in the mid game? What was that person playing when they were level six? What items and units did they build in what order um, in that game? You watch someone who is just an absolute master at transitions, uh, like Crowen, who just has just like galaxy brain. Like, I'm pretty sure there's no Afro there. It's just brain. 
and it keeps growing every time you see it. That's why he gets better and better over time as his afro grows. It's just his brain growing outside of his head. Um, he's a master of transitioning, and uh, he's the type of person that knows when to sell a tier three unit. Like you know, in the in the rare instances where that is correct, he is not only knows when it's right, is able to pull the trigger and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, in transition. So you may, we may see something like Inferno Rangers or something like that be at a 99% win rate, but that's when it's winning the game when there's only two people left or sometimes three, if there's the weird, like two people die in the, in the same round, there's only two people left. Right. And depending on where the game came up, like how much gold did they end with the round before they won or lost? Right. That's another thing. Like, did they roll a ton and get this perfect comp at the last second, or were they running this for six rounds and it was just so strong? Those are those are those are metrics that we don't see and can't see right now, that I think really change those comps. And it doesn't. And and another part of the reason why I think this comp is so good is is piggybacking off of what you said, Boop, is it is hard to make the right decision because you're presented with so many options. But I think right now, because of that, you're rewarded so much for making those right decisions and not necessarily because you high rolled. You're presented with a lot of really good options, but you need to optimize those because everyone else is also being presented with those options. So you need to make the right option more often than your opponents. And that is skill rewarding and feels good in a lot of ways. When something bad happens, I want to be able to look back on it in my head and say, that was my fault. Yes, yes. And I think that you can say that a lot. Yes. in this patch particularly mm-hmm. right because there have been a lot of patches where there have been comps that it's like all right you high roll you get eight just first. lost yep yep right yes, <laughs> like, I, yes there, I there die no middle you're either gonna get <laughs> wrecked or you're gonna win the lobby yeah. right mm-hmm. um i think uh poison poison preds kind of got there yeah. right uh and so you're you but now you can say oh you know what i should have rolled till to 10 instead of zero mm-hmm. there because i was reaching for a tier three unit when if i just waited two turns i would have had 30 extra gold yep to 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 roll right and to be able to go back and blame myself rather than oh just didn't get the packs i needed yep right um i really appreciate about this patch too yep i i think you're you hit the nail on the head there i think that's really good i think that at the end of the day like that you can you can kind of extrapolate that out to there's a lot of really good comps right now because they buffed a lot of the units, which means everything is, is kind of better. Even when even if comparatively they're worse, they're still strong enough to get there. It doesn't feel like the power disparity, the power disparity between like S tier comp and like a minus tier comp or B plus tier comp doesn't feel as big as it has before. Um in some cases, I mean, there's still like S plus, like I can't possibly lose comps, but that's those are there's always going to be those outliers. And that's another part of the cool thing about TFT. Um, but there's no boogeyman. There's no Sivern friends. There's no blender where it's like, well, I got this bad. I'm just forcing it. I'm not making I'm not making decisions. The only decision is, do I sell my entire board and int for three rounds to get an extra to get extra gold? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do or, with all those with the druids? Right. Right. Like you, you have to really think about it. Right. Uh, man, do I do I take the Nico or do I also take the Nico no matter what and sell the rest of my board? Uh, like th- there's no there's no real decision there. It's not really necessarily a flex of skill. It's a flex of knowing what the rule is and following the rule 
Like it's not like when Void Assassins was out, Nature's BF, who by the way played in the uh, Giant Slayer TV fight night, which happened uh, last week. Um, shout out to Boo Boo Boosh, who's now two time champion. Um, Nature's BF wrote a guide that you literally could follow to the T, and and I did multiple times. Um, uh, like from the second that you get the the um, spatula on the opening carousel, you follow these exact twelve steps, and you are going to get fourth or higher, even if you even if you somehow botch it or your opponent high rolls. That worked for me a an astounding number of times, and the times that I didn't get top four was because I messed up one of the steps or I got greedy and I let my I let my gut make the roll the extra roll when the rule yeah. said you need to stop at twenty no matter what. Even if there's, I'm like, there's no way. It's not going to matter. And then just, boom, dead. No. Follow the rule. Get the reward. Um, and it doesn't feel like that's there right now. So yeah. take, take that for what it's worth. Um, oh, man. I'm looking at my face on the on the stream right now. I'm like, oh, why do I look so different? My glasses are different, Blev. I feel good. I, I like them. I think, they're, I think they look great. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Got to go with the the pedo glasses. They're in style right now. I well, you know, I wasn't going to say it, but I was sure thinking it loudly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it back. Uh, anyway, um, the glasses, not the pedos. Anyway, uh, we're going to edit that out. Um, no, we're not. No, we're not. Um, so <laughs> you guys all know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, I think like as 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 for today, I, I think. I've talked about a lot of the things that I kind of were on the, on the tip of my tongue or like the tip of my brain in terms of, all right, what are, what are some things that we like need to talk about? Right. Uh When you're kind of with your significant other and you're like, you know what? We've been fighting a lot over the last couple of weeks. We need to talk about something. Wait, have we been fighting? Right. Um, Am I offended? You don't know, but I have been. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, things made so much more sense to me now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why you can. That's uh, why you keep getting spotted. You threw uh, in that Earth game that we played, and I will never let you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about what about you, my my friend? Any closing words? Um, I think my closing words are as such. I am very happy with where the game is right now. I think that everything that's happening, um with TFT right now in terms of the set is good. I think it's in a healthy place. I think people are having a lot of fun. I think legends of Runeterra is a different game for a different set of people. I think people can like both. I'm going to be one of those people that play and like both. I obviously have a podcast for both, so I'm going to be following uh, both of them. And I think some people are going to like one more than the other, and that's fine. It's exactly what Mort dog sort of echoed in uh, when we posed the question to him is like, Hey, you know what? Legends of Ruterra is going to be the new hotness when it comes out. Uh, these aren't his words. These are me paraphrasing and, and editorializing. Legends of Ruterra is going to be the new hotness when it comes out. That's great. In a couple months, set three is going to come out. And let me tell you, I'm always going to jump to the new thing and I'm going to be super, super in on set three because I think it's going to be super cool. I'm I'm very excited for it, just like I'm sure a lot of you are. And Legends of Rotera is still going to be there. And I think it's going to be the sort of ebb and flow for people who want to do both. And if there's people who are listening to this podcast that like Legends of Rotera better, don't feel bad about it. Um, listen to both of the podcasts. you know. Um, and I think it's going to be completely fine. Hey, you know what? 
we're not um, binary creatures. We can play more than one game, you know. Uh, and you can and you can take breaks, and you can just just do whatever makes you happy. If it's Legends of Runeterra, that's great. If it's CFT, that's great. Show up, just come and play fight night and have a good. Don't even play. Just come up, come to fight or sorry, come to game night and just chill and have fun. Um, doesn't matter what you play or what you like. We we want you to be in the community. We want to see you there, and uh, you know we want to interact with you. Let's do it. No, any any other closing words, Boop? Fury Horn tastes the best. Fury Horn. It's clearly That's Fua. It. It's clearly Fua. Um, although, I don't know, the um, cracking open that Kinder Egg, I just want to know what's on the inside of that Kinder Egg. I think it would taste, <laughs> taste pretty good, but... That's going to be the end of our sort of impromptu episode 25. Maybe on episode 50, we'll have something even weirder and more experimental. But uh, we are going to be back next week talking about whatever news comes up. We'll probably have a new patch by then if the if my uh, calendar is correct, I believe. We'll have a new patch and, and more stuff to talk about next week. But that is going to be it, guys. Thank you, everyone for listening to the show again best place to find us and find everything is going to be at discord.me slash little legends podcast um if we want to find you boop around the internet in other places where can folks find you at boopasaurus rex on twitter i'm gonna i actually have a bunch of stuff uh set up for my stream so i'm gonna start Ooh. doing that and i think i'm gonna be focusing on some tft yes stuff. hopefully in the next Finally. couple weeks, i'll start streaming because man, everyone tells you but everyone tells you, including people who are very successful in the esports industry, you know what? You should be a streamer. Maybe you should listen. And no, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn what I learned before about you, Boop. You would be a terrible streamer, and you shouldn't <laughs> even try. <laughs> well, screw you. It's gonna be. Hopefully, I can get my old account, so I don't have to be Booposaurus one. Just um, be, uh, be. Uh, what, what, what's your, what's your PBE account? Uh, oh, um, Boobasaurus6969. That's a much better name. You should do that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Twitch at Boobasaurus6969. Uh, no, you can't because I just took that account. Um, <laughs> that's going to be it, guys. If you want to follow uh, me and my stuff, just go to the Discord and find me on Discord. Hit me up. Um, if you want to, if you do want to check out, and I'll only plug this on this episode because it's the new hotness. If you do want to check out the Legends of Rune Terror uh, podcast, you can go to discord.me slash Rune Terrible Radio. It's like we're like sister shows, is what I'm going to call. It. We're sibling shows, is what I'm calling them. One has more hair than the other. One, one does have more facial hair than the other, um, but one has a little more pizzazz. Or at least a, a similar amount of pizzazz. I don't know. I, I can't. It's like asking. It's like it's like it's like talking about your children. I love them both equally. Um, <laughs> I love them both the most the same. Uh, but that's gonna be it, guys. Check us out on Discord. Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. It's where everything is. All the links you can find us directly there. If you have any questions or anything, hit me up. Bug me. Tell us how much you loved or hated this episode. Uh, and all that good stuff. But that is going to be it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you guys next week on the Legends Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>